This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Sharper Life, a show about upgrading all areas of your life, including health, mindset, business, and improving all of your relationships. If you're new here, I'm your host, Nikki Sharp, and I am a seeker of knowledge that I then share with you each week. My goal is to filter through the overwhelming amounts of information out there to give you the real tips that work and will make a difference. I do all the research, test it out, and share my personal experiences to get you the best results without an expensive price tag. Today, I'm going into a topic that most of us have experienced, but very few share publicly, and that is burnout. So you may have noticed if you are a regular listener that I have not been doing episodes here quite as often. This show has Sunday episodes that are meant to inspire you for the week ahead in what I call sharper Sundays. They come out weekly, and yet I realized that I couldn't keep up with this after six months. I recently began losing a, well, I had a loss of joy, of passion, of creativity, Essentially, all the things that you need to run a business, especially one where the primary way to communicate is through photos and captions and podcasts and everything based on your creativity. So in this episode, I want to share why I reached burnout and the negative effects that it had, signs to look for with burnout in your life and what this has meant for my business and personal life, as well as I'll be giving you tips to manage if you're feeling overwhelmed and why burnout is actually a good thing. Let's back up though, because when you look at things from the outside on Instagram, as we all do, my life looks pretty groovy. I moved to Miami. I'm living in this great spot. I was in London in September. I recently got married, went on a mini moon. Now, if you've listened to various episodes, you do know there has been some challenges along the way. But what I haven't been sharing and what has been, I guess, the interesting part for me is that going from a wedding, which I had no idea was going to be nearly as much work, as much emotional and mental strength as I needed to have. And I didn't know that I was going to be as exhausted as I was afterwards. I also didn't know that getting married, for me at least, I had no real understanding of like what it meant. So there was a period of time for both my partner and I where we were trying to navigate and understand what does marriage mean? What what does wife and husband mean? So we went from getting married, doing this mini moon, which was a, I'm going to say a little bit of a shit show. And the long short of that is it felt like just about everything went wrong that could have. So that was adding on to what was already us being really tired from the planning the wedding, doing the wedding, which it was a three-day event, which really felt kind of like a six-day event because people were in, in Capri. We were running into people. We had so many things to do and organize. And from there, we then go to the mini moon where during August, we were there. It was hotter than ever. It was busier than ever. Everyone was traveling. That was when all the flights were having issues and luggage was getting lost. And so 
all those added on stressful things. We then come back to Miami where we're trying to get caught up with work because we took some time off a few weeks from or for the wedding. And from there, we then were moving house. We had decided to break our lease. And in my last episode, I talk about manifesting and really how we get there. And I, I talk about the specifics of my apartment, breaking the lease. And we decide to go to London. Now going to London, we were so excited to go there. And it really, for the first time, felt like we were having that break that we needed. That was until things started going wrong because the universe always likes to test us. And so for me, when I first got to London, immediately I got a cold sore. Now, cold sores, I've had them since I was like five years old. I haven't had a cold sore in probably a year and a half, a year or something, maybe longer. And that means your body is run down. So already, I know that my body is run down. We're then in London. Queen's passing happened, which I was actually really excited because I got to be there and witness it. So everything felt like it was going good until our Wi-Fi stopped working in the house that we were in. And that led us to be ungrounded, which meant that we were going to have to go to hotels because the people we were renting the place from, they were out of town. So for five days, we were going to different hotels, coming back. And that caused a lot of kind of internal chaos within both of us because it's just you don't feel grounded. So immediately after that, I get shingles. Now, I didn't even know what shingles was. I'd never heard of it. And I texted my mom a photo and I'm like, mom, what is this? And she said, shingles. So I start researching and it says that, you know, people that are my age, 35, don't really get it, which is interesting because I, I did end up sharing it on Instagram. And it seems like quite a few people have had it around the COVID and just stress. And so what I realized was subconsciously, I was stressed without entirely realizing it. So we then leave London after a month and we ended up leaving a few days early because we were just like, all right, that's it. <laughs> we need to come back. And there were other things I will get into with, with the London trip and the burnout and the signs. But we then came to Miami, immediately moved into our new place. We had to get things out of storage, move in. And what I realized was I felt like I have been on the go, go, go for about six months. I feel like I haven't had a moment to stop, whether it's between doing this podcast weekly, whether it was planning the wedding, making sure everyone got there, you know, giving tips so that people's luggage didn't get lost. I launched my program, The Ultimate Transformation in September. So September is my busiest month because I go into marketing mode and then I go into teaching mode. And so from all of that, I started feeling joyless, passionless. I lost my creativity and everything started to feel like a burden. And so I want to give you some of the direct signs from my life so that you can listen to them and see if any of them resonate with you. So these were the direct signs for me of when I started realizing that I was going through a burnout. So my to-do list felt like it was never ending. And it wasn't just a to-do list of, you know, I should get this done. It was like, oh my God, this needs to get done today because we're moving. We need to hire the movers. We need to do that. And there was always something I needed to get done. And the word need to, or I should, I shouldn't, those naturally are going to cause more stress for you. 
So after launching the Ultimate Transformation Program, once the doors actually closed, I felt really excited because this is my favorite program that I get to do with people and I've changed it and it's a deeper dive this year. So right now we're actually one month in and it is incredible the changes that people are seeing. But what I didn't realize was that after the whole marketing process of it, which really it took it out of me, I was exhausted. My brain and my body were fried and I didn't take the time to just sit back and relax and enjoy and really absorb the fruits of my labor. Instead, it was, okay, I have to immediately start recording videos for the program and I have to organize you know, people's partners and this and go and do and things. And that was all at the same time too that our Wi-Fi was out. So I wasn't giving myself time to rest and integrate from all of these amazing things that had happened. And I was constantly go, go, go with this never-ending to-do list. Now, what ended up happening was I never wanted to get up in the morning. When we were in London, I would just lay in bed and I just did not want to get up. I would finally be able to get myself up by saying, okay, Nikki, you're going to walk outside and go get a coffee. And that made me happy, but I felt more inspired to lay in bed than I did to get up. And that is a really clear sign of feeling burnt out. And burnout can be thought of as depression. The two go hand in hand. And so if you're feeling like you're depressed, I want you to ask yourself, is it depression or is it burnout that you're doing too much and pushing yourself too far? So for me, I also had a decreased sense of accomplishment. It felt like no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. I began feeling cynical and then frustrated that I was feeling down I was getting annoyed with myself that I felt like I wasn't having more success, even though things were going well. And that then frustrated me. And those of you who have gotten in that cycle, you know that once you're in it, it's hard to get out because it's that spiral of, well, I don't feel good. I don't want to get out of bed. And then once I get out, I don't feel good enough in my life. And then that typically leads to fraud syndrome or imposter syndrome. And I started feeling all of those. Meanwhile, I'm here launching a program, my favorite one ever. And I'm thinking, God, I don't even want to record this video. I don't like the light in this place. And I was really negative about everything. My health started taking a a turn for the worse. As I mentioned, I got a cold sore. I wasn't sleeping. So for whatever reason, and I, I do believe in energy, the energy in this apartment was very interesting where I just couldn't sleep. Now, it was probably a mix of the energy And it was probably a mix of, I had all of these thoughts going on in the back of my head. And I I referenced this in my episode, How to Have Ultimate Transformation, because what's going on in the back of your head, the beliefs, they're going to influence your thoughts. And your thoughts are going to influence how you sleep, the choices you make. And so for my health, I got shingles. That is a really clear sign that your body needs a break. It needs a rest. And I started losing my creativity. Normally, I love writing Instagram captions. They're my thing. I get all juiced up and I love sharing. And I would sit there blank, staring at a photo and I just wasn't able to tap in. And those of you who have felt that flow state, you know what I'm talking about. So I was completely out of my flow state. And I also lost pleasure in food. Now, I love food. Having come out of the two eating disorders, I have so much love and respect for food. And I look to food as pleasurable now. But it was really hard because I would just 
eat a meal for the sake of eating a meal because I needed the energy. So I was losing my sense of pleasure in just about everything. And this also negatively affected my relationship with my husband because if you don't find pleasure in anything, you're probably going to be more negative about things, which I was. And we're not as intimately connected. We were not as emotionally connected. And he was going through his own journey and his own work stuff. But for me, there were all of these things that were adding up. And when you're in it, it's really hard to see what's actually going on. That is why rest and creating space is so vitally important. And you know, you hear about meditation and how important meditation is. Meditation, we do on the mat or we do it on the couch, sitting cross-legged or whatever, so that we can take the meditation off the mat and create space in our life. And so for me, I was go, 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 do, 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 change hotels, shit to do, move in, move out. There was no space. I had no space that I was creating. And I'm going to make something really important here. Everyone has the same 24 hours in their day. It is not about not having time. It is about making time. It is about creating time. It is about what are you prioritizing? So for me, I was absolutely prioritizing work, 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 and work. I was not as much prioritizing the other things because I felt so burnt out from the lack of sleep. And I felt burnt out from all of these different things going on. And so I wanted to share outside of that, what are some additional signs of burnout in your life? Excess stress, as I've talked about that I was experiencing, if you are feeling stress and you're holding it in your body, you can feel it in your shoulders or in your back or in a different part in your body. When you have excess stress, it can and probably will lead to burnout. Insomnia, not sleeping. That's either because your mind is racing, go, go, go or that subconsciously there's just something there and your body is not allowing it. So insomnia, and it's that catch 22 that you need sleep in order to feel good. And if you're not sleeping, you're not feeling good, then you're more likely to be stressed and in a negative place, focusing on the bad. So that's why we really want to always prioritize sleep. If you're feeling sadness or anger or irritability, and you start having alcohol or food dependencies and or abuse, and prone to getting sick. So I want you just to reflect on your life right now today. Are you feeling any of those? Are you feeling more than one of those? Because if you're feeling more than one of those, then you are on your way, most likely, to eventually having a burnout. And so what does a burnout actually look like? Well, outside of not wanting to get out of bed and losing your creativity and losing your passion and your zest and vitality and starting to binge eat or drink alcohol and not work out and do all the things that you know make you feel good. For me, burnout is that looming sense of, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong. All I can figure out is I don't feel good. I don't want to do anything. And yet my to-do list is overwhelming, so I can't stop. So burnout's going to look different for everyone, but it's typically when we are pushing ourselves too hard. So through all of this and the London experience, which in one sense was phenomenal, and I'm so grateful that we went and I learned so many lessons and I got to see so many friends, it was also really hard because we jumped straight into unpacking and moving. And because my mind was in a natural place of overload, 
it felt like I needed to have everything unpacked immediately. And we moved into this place and most apartments that you rent in Miami come furnished. We came into this place and because I was already in that negative mindset, I would look around and be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. What did we even do? I don't like this apartment. Why did we sign the lease? When in fact, we signed the lease when I was in a good state of mind and I loved it. And now as I record this, I'm in a different state. So I'm able to kind of take a step back and realize not everything needs to get done now. But in that moment, when we first arrived in September 1st or October 1st, I mean, I was looking at all of the things that needed to get done, which was overwhelming me more, stressing me out. And it was putting me in that negative cycle, which just kept me going. So what did this mean in my business and my life? And why do I say that of, you know, for me, because everything that I do and I experience, I want to share the tips that I've gone through and the real life experiences because I managed to get myself out of the burnout, but I had to feel it for a while. I had to sit in that so-called shit that I talk about in another one of my episodes, which I will link in the show notes. And with that, I created some space. And by creating some space, I was able to get clarity that, oh my God, I am completely fucking fried. I am so burnt out. No wonder I don't feel any joy in my life. And this is why it is so important not to compare yourself to people on Instagram, because what you see are fun photos from London. You see me posting the highlights and you didn't see that I got shingles until after it went away because I needed to process that and deal with it. So when you're comparing yourself to someone on Instagram, which we're more likely to do if we're in a negative place, you don't know what they're really going through in that moment. So for me, once I got back and I got super stressed out even more, and I was really depressed. And I remember on, there was one Monday where it just felt like the universe was slapping me sideways with every last little thing. I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm calling it a day off. Even though it was Monday and I had things to do, I said, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to watch movies all day long and I'm going to drink some wine and I'm going to cry and I'm going to mope and I'm going to feel fucking sorry for myself. And what's so interesting is by allowing myself to do that, that's where all of the answers started to come. Because it was that very moment that I slowed down and I allowed myself to finally feel. And what I was feeling was scared. I was scared that I wasn't going to get everything done. I was scared that I wasn't going to get that joy back. I was scared that my business was just going to collapse and fall because I wasn't getting all of my to do list done. And so, When you're in a place of fear and being scared, we tend to go further into that rat race. As women, especially, we tend to go into that masculine and it's that scrambling to do more, more, more. So in that moment, on that Monday, while I sat on the couch with the blinds down, drinking my wine, I put on a sad movie and I bawled my eyes out and I felt sorry for myself. By the time that I decided to come out of my dark cocoon and I opened the blinds. I was like, wow, it's a really beautiful day. I still wasn't ready to come out of it. So I decided to go back in. And what's really important about that is we have to give ourselves permission to slow down, to feel, to cry, to let the emotions out. Because if we don't let the emotions out, they get trapped in the body. 
And we know that energy, energy in motion, that is emotion. Emotions are energy in motion. So if you have sore shoulders, well, that is because there is stuck energy. You have to release it. We do that through somatic body work, breath work. We do that through crying and really tapping into where is the pain and releasing it. And so from that day that I finally, for the first time in months, allowed myself to slow down, I really felt and I cried and I was sad. And the next day, what's so beautiful is I woke up for the first time in months and it felt like that cloud had lifted. And suddenly I had more clarity and I had more answers. And ultimately, feeling so burnt out and depressed was the biggest blessing that I had because it forced me to look inwards. And I realized that I was pushing myself at a frantic pace. I had gone into the masculine, which I've talked about before, that that is my tendency to go into when I feel scared. When I'm like, I need to just get this done. I, I'm scared that my business is this or whatever it might be. So by going into the masculine, I was leaving my feminine. And when I left my feminine, I was losing that creativity and that joy. That's why really understanding where you are on the masculine and feminine scale is so important. Feminine energy is that creativity, that passion. It's like the river that flows. And I was blocking the river because I was trying to get shit done. And so having that one Monday where I slowed down helped propel me back into, okay, Nikki, what do I need to do to get back into a place where I feel good? Well, I started meditating again every day. I started journaling again every day. And through that, I started having daily movement. I started taking supplements because all of these things, even though I was doing them, they were not consistent. And when you're in that spiral or that cycle of depression or feeling burnt out or overwhelmed or stressed, you're less likely to do the things that will help you get out of them. So I had to go back to my smiley face journal, which is so simple. And all you do with the smiley face journal is you put down three goals and you make them stupid simple. And you say, if I did it, I get a smiley face today. If I didn't, I get an unhappy face. And you just track yourself that way to get yourself back feeling good. And the more smiles you get, the more likely you are to continue. And so I was able to then focus or refocus, I guess, on where was I spending my time, energy, and money. And this is a big concept that I talk about in the Ultimate Transformation Program, because where we spend our time, energy, and money is where we're going to see the results. And they might not be the results that you want, but I know for myself, I was spending my time on my business, on my to-do list. Well, by doing that, it was pulling me further away from the things that I wanted, which was to get back that joy, that creativity, that zest for life. I know that I was spending my energy constantly focusing on all the things I didn't have. I was focusing and spending that energy on getting things done, crossing off that ever going to-do list. And so, well, if I'm spending my energy there, then it means that I'm not spending my energy on creating that space which is then going to give me the answers and help me get closer to where I want to be. And I was spending my money on going out to dinners and nice bottles of wine because damn, a nice bottle of wine is good. But I wasn't spending my money on green juices and I wasn't spending my money on exercise classes. So I want you to ask yourself, if you're feeling overwhelmed or depressed or in that spiral of negativity or you feel burnt out, 
write it down on a piece of paper. Where am I spending my time, energy, and money? And so here's the cool thing. Feeling so burnt out actually prompted me to go book a solo retreat in Mexico for six days. And during this six days, I'm going to be leading myself through an intensive ultimate transformation program, which normally is a four-month group program, or if you do it one-on-one, it's a five-month. So I'm leading myself through it because I, you know, I created it. I know all the exercises. I'm doing it in a five-day intensive. And that's to reconnect with myself, to journal, to meditate, and to get clear on what's important. Because my to-do list is not important. Feeling vital and having that zest for life, that is important. When I feel that, my to-do list always gets done. And so I also talk about that in episode 20 of why I solo traveled to Mexico after my honeymoon. I highly, highly recommend listening to it because I talk about that then. And it's, it was a reminder for me that I need that solo time. I need to step away from my business. I need to have a break where my weekend isn't just moving and getting shit done. And so it also prompted me to realize a big thing about this podcast. And this was a hard decision for me because I love this podcast and I love sharing with you guys. But I realized that the very podcasts that I do to share were stressing me out. And so I wasn't feeling inspired by them. And I asked myself, well, what will bring back the inspiration for me? And the answer was, I need to take a break. And so in this, one of those hard decisions was I'm taking a break from a sharper life for at least a month, maybe longer. And it's not something that I'm like terribly excited about because I'm scared. I don't want to lose the, you know, the listeners and I want to keep growing this. And at the same time, I also realized that if I don't take a break from this, the inspiration is going to turn to complete resentment, which is kind of where it went. I started feeling resentful of having to do a podcast episode. I started feeling resentful that I had to do an Instagram post. And here's the thing. You don't have to do anything. You choose to. So that's a big thing. When we're in that state of stress, we have all these things we have to do. And I'm going to remind you because it's something I had to remind myself. You don't have to do anything. I choose to do these podcasts. I choose to post on Instagram. And the funny thing is when I've done Instagram social media breaks, so like I'll go offline for at least a month, I always come back and I feel more inspired, more re-energized. I get all the clarity and the ideas. And yet the very nature of stopping this podcast, I was like, I can't do that. So I had to remind myself why. And the answer of why was because I need to come back to me. I need to get back into my feminine. And that means slowing down, taking a break. That means focusing on these simple daily habits that I know keep me in alignment. And that goes back to that smiley face journal, why I recommend doing that. And so here's the thing. You cannot give from an empty cup. We all know the saying of planes going down. You have to put your air mask on first. But we go, go, go putting others first. We put our businesses, our careers before our health. We prioritize other people's emotions and we constantly forget to set boundaries because we don't want to make other people unhappy. But in the process, we lose ourselves. And so 
Then what feels like one day we're just exhausted. We can't sleep. We're in that negative cycle and we can't seem to pull ourselves out of it. And an analogy that I shared with my ultimate transformation group was that about my tattoos that I have. So I have a tattoo on my wrist, which is a heart. And what I shared in the WhatsApp group about this analogy and my tattoo was do all things with love. My tattoo of this heart is facing outward as a reminder to me that I can speak my truth and be whatever version of myself as long as it's done with love. At the same time, I have to fill my love tank first. Otherwise, I am coming from an empty tank. And if you are empty, there is nothing to give others. Here is another example. Your friend's car runs out of gas on the side of the road. You drive by and you see her. You want to help out. You want to give her some gas. Only you've drained your tank helping the last person on the side of the road. Your tire pressure is super low because you gave some air to another person on the side of the road. Someone else needed a jump start, so your battery is now drained as well. Another car on the road had no heat, so you gave up the very jacket that you were wearing so that they wouldn't be cold. Someone else had smoke happening from their car, so you took all the water you had to help them and pour pour it out, make sure the smoke stopped. Your car and your person are empty, and yet all you're doing is trying to help out your friend, but you cannot. You have nothing to give. The moral, you must be aware of how much you give to others. If you had prioritized going to the gas station, filling up your gas after you gave some to someone else, filling up on air, stocking up on water, you would be able to then help your friend. But if you don't, and you don't fill your own love tank first, you have nothing to give your car and your vessel of a body spiritually, emotionally, and physically. They will be drained. And so that's the analogy that I gave because the whole thing of this is we cannot give to our businesses if we are drained and we are burnt out and we have no creativity. We cannot give to our significant other, our partner, our lover. If we're full of depleted energy, if we're not sleeping, if we have no love in our body, we cannot give it to someone else. And we cannot be of service to anyone, including our kids, if we are drained. And so that is the importance of taking that step back, slowing down, taking a day off of work if you need it, and not going to just do your to-do list. Instead, going to a beach, to a hotel, taking a break, going somewhere, whatever it might be for you just to sit with yourself. So what actually leads to a burnout or a depression or being overly stressed or overwhelmed? Well, it's an unhealthy work-life balance. It's that you're prioritizing work and that I need to get it done. Work needs to happen instead of I need to put my body first. I need to put my health first. It's focusing on your never-ending to-do list, which is always putting you into the future. You're never in the present moment. And it's putting everyone else first. It's people-pleasing which leaves you without boundaries and feeling taken advantage of. And it is not putting your health first, not sleeping, putting work before sleep. So being on the laptop late at night, not eating the correct foods 
ordering out all the time because you don't have time, quote unquote, to eat healthy. And so for me, this was a big as hell wake up call that I needed to make some big changes in my life. And one of those was, yes, I need to take a pause from this podcast, even though I feel like it's my baby. And I needed to take myself on a solo vacation once again, because that's how I regenerate. That's how I get creative when I'm by myself and I get to just journal and meditate and wake up when I want to. And it's not the constant to-do list. Like I'm bringing my laptop, but the only reason I'm bringing my laptop is for my one ultimate transformation call that I have. Other than that, my laptop, it's not about business. It's about journaling and getting in touch with me and meditating and doing those things that come back to me because I am the priority. My business cannot run if I'm not here, if I'm not in good health. And so I wanted to share just a few overly simple tips to avoid burnout and how to manage it if you're feeling that way or you're starting to get there. So number one, sleep. It has to be the baseline. If you are not sleeping, and so many people, I'm going to say, they wear it like a badge of honor saying, oh, you know, I only slept five hours last night. That is not a good thing, my love. We do not want to show that as a badge of honor and say that with confidence. Because I can guarantee if you're getting five hours of sleep, you are not making the right decisions, whether it's your health, the foods that you're eating, exercising, because all of us, we need sleep to regenerate. Our bodies, our cells literally need sleep. I want you to think about the last time you didn't sleep. Were you in a happy mood the next day or a cranky mood? Well, you're in a cranky mood. Look at a toddler. If they don't get their nap, they are crabby. We are no different. So you must prioritize sleep. How do you do that? Put your phone in another room. Put it on airplane mode. Make sure you're off it before you go to sleep at least an hour because the light, the blue light on it, messes with your REM sleep, your melatonin production. If you wake up in the middle of the night, don't go to your phone. Take a journal. Write down what's on your mind. Keep your phone in another room in a hallway so that you have to actually get out of bed to turn off the alarm. All of these things are going to help with your sleep. We're trying to optimize with simple little things. Number two, nourish your body with good food. Now, I'm not going to go into if you should be vegan or not or paleo or keto. None of that matters. Eat colorful foods. Focus on that. The more colors in the food means the more nutrients, means the happier your body. Your body needs an abundance and variety of nutrients. Each color of different food, they coordinate to what your body needs. So carrots, for example, are orange. They have beta carotene. They are good for your eyes. Tomatoes are red. They have lycopene. That is good for your heart. So we can also look at things like walnuts. They look like your brain. Well, guess what? Walnuts, the fats in them help your brain function better. So make it stupid simple. Eat colorful foods. Put three colors on your plate at each meal. Hydrate. So we all think, oh my God, I need food. I'm going to die if I don't have this next meal. You can go three minutes without air before going brain dead. You can go three days without water. And you can go three weeks and oftentimes longer without food. So we got to change this narration. Food is not the most important. Water is. If you are not having two liters of water a day, please start doing it. It will help you to feel better. Naturally, when we feel better, we make better decisions. So two liters of water a day. Number four, schedule daily time off for yourself. 
a meditation midday, a walk to get away from the computer. And I had a conversation with one of the group members from UTP, and she was wearing her morning schedule like that badge. She would get up at 4 a.m. until 6 a.m., two hours, and she would meditate and journal. And it was so wonderful in her eyes. The thing is, she was not present for the rest of her day. She didn't leave her computer once. So I want you to make sure it's not just about your morning routine that you are checking in. Are you present throughout your day? Are you getting up? Are you eating lunch away from the computer? If you are not, make those simple changes. You start to schedule them. If you don't schedule, it's not going to happen. We schedule the things that we don't like, doctor's appointments, any sort of you know business meeting, and we do not schedule the things that bring us joy. But here's the thing. If it's not scheduled, it doesn't get done. So I want you to think about your joy list. What brings you joy? How many of those things are scheduled in your calendar? If they are not, do them. Schedule small five-minute things. Put on an alarm at 12 o'clock with your favorite song and dance to it. It is simple. We're trying to make small, simple changes. Number five, reconnect with your joy. So I want you to really get in touch with and ask yourself, what brings me joy? Because I know for myself, feeling burnt out, I felt joyless. And when I felt joyless, I was unable to even contemplate or think about things that would make me feel better. And so all of those other steps are going to help you get closer. And that's why joy is on the last one. Because I want you to think about in times of happiness, what have you done? Is it laughing to a funny animal video on YouTube? Great, schedule it. Is it connecting with a friend and going out for dinner? Great, schedule that. But think about joy and ask yourself in this moment, is my joy at a low, medium, or high? If I'm at a low or a medium, what can I do right now to bring more joy? And then you just go schedule it. So these are so simple. And yet it's like the more simple the thing is, the less likely we are to do it. We want these big, grandiose gestures. but. The magic pill is not going to just slap you in the face and you're going to be like, aha, wow, magically, I feel better. It's that you have to actively create that space, do the things that bring you joy, focus on sleep, on water, on eating colorful, nutrient-dense foods. Because here's the thing, when you lose your health, you will lose sight of everything else. Nothing is as important as your health. And if you are feeling burnt out, then to get your health back, which is mindset, your body, your energy, that is where the priority needs to go. And so burnout is a reminder. It is a gift to come back to you because you, my love, are the most important thing in your life. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review. This helps others to find out about all of these delicious and juicy episodes that I do. And if you know anyone that is going through burnout or stress or overwhelm and could benefit from listening to this, please share this episode with them because sharing is caring. And do not forget to subscribe if you are not already because you will be notified of when the next episode will come out. Because as I said, I am taking a break and trust me when I am back, this show is going to be bigger and better than ever. Until next time, whenever that might be, here's to a sharper life. <laughs>